Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. Today's episode was one that I was so excited to record because I got a chance to chat with somebody I've been following for years, somebody I first found in the fitness industry years ago when I first started getting into health and fitness, and that is Katie Dunlop, who I'm sure many of you are also familiar with. Katie is a certified personal trainer. She's a group fitness instructor and entrepreneur. She's in Orange County, so not too far from me, but she's the creator of Love Sweat Fitness, which is a health and fitness community that's all about inspiring women around the world to find their healthiest selves. And I originally found her when I was in college on YouTube and I used to watch her YouTube videos and I always loved her workouts because you can do them at home, minimal equipment, if any equipment at all, most of them are body weight and it makes fitness really approachable to anyone and I used to do these in my dorm room and I just love her whole philosophy. She's all about a balanced approach to fitness and training and making this realistic for any woman and also has created a really incredible community of women who support each other in this journey and she has her own story for her it was weight loss she found herself 45 pounds overweight and she was you know following all the different fads and trends and tried everything and she was also struggling with hypothyroidism she got diagnosed when she was younger and she had this really incredible weight loss journey transformation she did it through cleaning up her diet and exercising, nothing crazy, nothing insane. And that kind of sparked her to create Love Sweat Fitness. And since she has created an empire, she has the Love Sweat Fitness guides. She has a new app coming out, this incredible community, so many good resources for women out there. So I really admire her, especially as a businesswoman, but she's also just a really cool down-to-earth person. And again, I just love how her approach makes fitness and a healthy lifestyle very realistic for people. I just love that she's real, she's positive, she's really motivating and has just created something from a place of genuinely wanting to support other women and help them along in their health journeys. And it's just always crazy for me now whenever I get the chance to interview people that, you know, I've been following for years on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever because I mean I found her years ago and never at that time did I think I'd be interviewing her on my own podcast and yet here we are so really really fun chatting with her you can find everything from her at lovesweatfitness.com that's where you can check out her fitness guides her recipe book her meal plans she has a ton of free workouts on there something called the daily 10 which is daily 10 minutes of movement. She has blog posts and also products like apparel, some really cute apparel and accessories. So you can find everything from her on that website and also on Instagram at Love Sweat Fitness. 
I think it's so interesting to learn about people's different approaches to fitness and nutrition and lifestyle habits. And she has transformed so many women's lives through her work. And I think that's awesome. And love supporting other female entrepreneurs. And she is a badass entrepreneur. That's for sure. So I am super excited for you guys to hear this chat with Katie. And I think the only real update I have for you is, again, if you are in San Diego and you want to book a Reiki session with me, don't forget that March and April, I'm running a huge promotion for very discounted sessions. So go ahead and head to christinaricewellness.com slash services to book or just to inquire about what that's like. And also I have a blog post all about Reiki healing if you are curious more of what that is like and what that entails. And if you're not in San Diego, you can also always book a distant session with me. They're just as effective. It can be done from anywhere in the world. Lots of fun. So all that information, again, is on christinaricewellness.com slash services. I've also gotten a few questions about my program. I am in the middle of running a group program for the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program, but just so you know, it is always available as self-study, which means you get access to all of the online course materials, all the video and audio lectures, and the downloadable PDFs. You just don't get the group component, but you get all of the information, you can go through it at your own pace, on your own time, and that is always available at bit.ly slash paleowomenlifestyle. That's where you'll basically learn everything I think every woman should know about nutrition and movement, exercise, sleep, balancing hormones, digestion, all of the things. So definitely check that out if you are interested. Okay, those are all of my updates, so let's just go ahead and hop right into this conversation with Katie Dunlop of Love Sweat Fitness. I feel like I started following you like when you first started um, on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've been following awesome. you on YouTube for a really long time. Um, and I always loved like your workout style because it's more my workout style. Um, so let's like hop into – I, I kind of want to go back in the beginning. Can you share more about your story and how you started getting into health and fitness? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of wild. Like I – I think like most people like dabbled with working out like on and off through all of my life. But my focus was always just like to try to lose weight because growing up while other people may not, my mom always is like, I don't want, I don't see it. I'm like, well, you're my mom. But growing up, I always felt like the chubbier friend or the one that like didn't quite fit in like body wise with all of my girlfriends. So I really recognize that from a young age and then high school and college, obviously it's like where it becomes very prevalent and you struggle much more with body image and confidence. Um, so that's where it all kind of started. And so I was constantly, you know, working out like extreme amounts for short bursts of time and wondering like why I couldn't like lose weight long term or like, you know, what was happening. And I did literally every diet under the sun, like coffee diet, master cleanse, like everything, paleo, um, South Beach, everything you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And really, really struggled to find like something that worked for me that worked for more than a month at a time. And that was sustainable because it was like impossible. So mm -hmm. like fast forward, end of college, I'd moved home for a short period of time and was the heaviest I'd ever been. Like I'd been struggling with weight, but gotten up to, for me, I'd always sat around like 145 mm -hmm. and that was still like a little heavier for my frame but I was at almost 170. It was like 165, 168. And more than just my weight, I just felt awful. Like 
inside and out, I was dealing with like mild depression and a lot of mood swings and all sorts of things. And, um, I have hypothyroidism. I was diagnosed when I was like 11. And so that's always been a part of my life, but it was also a big excuse for me to lean on constantly as to why I was too tired to work out or why I wasn't losing weight. So at this point after college, when I finally kind of hit like a breaking point rock bottom of like beyond just not being happy with my physical body, like I don't feel good inside. And that's what really like allowed me to have a mind shift, I think, where I kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'm not using my hypo as an excuse anymore. And I'm not doing any of these BS diets and crazy like insanity, literally insanity, like but other like program, like things that are just like so intense that it, it didn't make sense for my life. So I really truly got to a point and it was so hard and I wish I had a key thing I could tell people like do this and it'll click for you. Um, but it's a process and I got to this point where I really was able to say this might be my physical body forever because I felt like I'd done everything you could possibly do. And I was like, well, clearly my body can't lose weight. Like this is just who I am. But I think when I finally was able to accept that and then shift my focus to feeling better, like mentally and feeling better physically and treating my body the way it deserved to be treated by moving it every day and nourishing it with good food, like that was like a huge moment for me. And like, lo and behold, six months, a year later, I started having all these pounds shedding off my body and getting stronger and feeling better and having more energy and seeing those positive results just from taking like baby steps every day to just feel good. Mm -hmm. So what were some of those steps that you took those baby steps? Yeah. So I knew I couldn't do anything like I had done in the past because clearly that didn't work. So for me, it was like really starting with where I was. And so at the time, again, I was living at home. I had no money. I was broke after college, um, working like part-time. So no gym memberships, didn't have a lot of money to like necessarily eat organic, super healthy, clean things. But I started just educating myself little by little. And instead of restricting what I was eating, I started adding better things into my diet. So like adding more vegetables and filling my plate with more of those things. And then you start realizing like you're getting full and there's less room for the garbage and yeah. trying to make better choices for sure. Like starting to eliminate fried foods or like if I wanted to eat chips when we went out to Mexican, eating like a handful instead of two baskets. <laughs> um, so like those little choices, which, which can be really hard to do, but they're also super helpful when you start consistently making them. And then when it came to working out, I really committed, like, I'm not kidding you, like 10 minutes a day. I was like, if all I do is go for a 10 minute walk or do some abs for a couple of minutes, like, and that's all I can do, that's okay, because I'm going to do something every single day. And so it really started with me like doing like literally like some squats, some crunches, like reading magazines to try to get like little mini workout ideas I could do at home. Um, but committing to those 10 minutes every day. And, you know, when you show up for 10 minutes, you usually end up spending 20 or 30 because you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it starts to build those habits over time. So yeah. that's for me where I really started. And that's what allowed me to create those habits. Yeah. I'm curious of all of the different diets you tried, what was like yeah. the worst? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I think for me, the absolute worst was South Beach for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because like now, obviously, as an educated trainer and, you know, someone in the health and fitness field, I know how important the right carbohydrates are for your body. So like completely eliminating them. Like I wondered why I was having mood swings all the time. Like my body was so out of whack with like 
not getting the right balance of nutrients. Um, so that was one thing that made that really hard. Um, it was also horrible because just like now looking back, I'm like, I ate like literally like cheese and bacon and thought that like all the time, like every day and was like, this is good. And I lost weight. Like I really did. Um, and I was also constantly, constantly eating sugar-free candy, like addicted to sugar-free candy because that's allowed. Yeah. And so like all these things, like in retrospect, I'm like, oh, it all makes sense now why I felt like garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like totally get it. But um, yeah, at the time it was really, really hard. But that one I think was the worst I did, not only because of those things, but also because I would lose weight pretty fast, it would like make you want to do it more. And then you'd like cycle into these like horrible habits. Yeah. And then the second you eat real healthy food again, you gain weight back because your body's like, what's happening? Yeah. So that's also that's similar. I mean, you recently did like a keto diet trial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell me how that went for you. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. So my husband Ryan and I did a like two week trial and you know, there's a lot of people who have all sorts of opinions. I think that anyone who's found success on a like quote unquote diet has very strong feelings about it. Yeah. Um, of course. And that's great. Like I'm sure it can work for some people. For me, there's a couple takeaways. Like one is really hard. Like it's really hard to like actually make sure that you're getting the right nutrients because when you're having that much fat in a day, if you don't balance your carbohydrates and proteins like to the T, you can completely screw your system up. Um, so it's challenging. You have to be really prepared. It was really expensive. So if you want to have the right quality of food and the right ingredients, like you have to be like grass fed organic, which I try to do in general, but for the majority of people, like that's not practical to do. Mm -hmm. And that's not really sustainable. Um, and there's like, there's so much mixed research on it. There are definitely like some benefits to having for sure. I'm like so pro healthy fats in your diets and like a good amount of them. But again, to me, anytime you go to like an extreme of something, like it's just really not sustainable for the majority of people. Yeah. How did you like feel physically in in your body doing that? You know, I felt fine. Like I was really nervous about like the keto flu everyone talks about, but I think because my nutrition is so clean and balanced as is, it wasn't like I'm used to eating fast food and junk all the time. And now all of a sudden I'm like cutting out all sugars and eating just fat. Yeah. So like I'm already very like low sugars and a lot of added sugars. I eat a lot of healthy fat. So it wasn't like a huge shift for me. Um, So I ended up feeling okay on it. But I did notice the one thing I did notice was I had less energy for my workouts, like Mm -hmm. sustained energy. If I'm doing like if I was doing sprints or like any high intensity ones from like the hot body sweat guide. I was like getting gassed when yeah. normally I'd be like, okay, this is challenging, but I like felt good. Like I was exhausted. Okay. Yeah. So that was great. <laughs> a lot of people experience that. So like what is kind of your nutrition philosophy now in general for yourself? Yeah. So for me, I am like very balanced. So my main thing is like every meal, I want to have a healthy fat, healthy protein, carbohydrate, and a vegetable. So that's what I look for to fill my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so for carbohydrates, I mean, that can mean anything from a sweet potato or broccoli sometimes to brown rice. And I try to get like a good balance throughout the day. Um, I'm good with the brown rice and grains, but I just don't eat like a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty straightforward. I think a lot of people overcomplicate it. <laughs> 100%. No, I talk about this all the time. And, you know, like, I've, I've been there. So I totally totally understand Mm -hmm. where most people are coming from but now on the other side like 
I realized that as humans, I think in this kind of just in general, we, we want things to be easy, but when things are simple, we like get really thrown off and like eating well and like weight loss and healthy lifestyle is actually very simple. It's like seriously the basics, Mm -hmm. but it's very hard to do. Like when you need to shift to do that consistently, like I think it's only hard because no, that can't be it. It has to be like, I can't eat carbs or it needs to be like harder or it's like not going to work. It sounds too easy, but it really is very simple. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think that people are trying to distract themselves from just like sitting down and being consistent with like all these fads because it's easier just to like go off of, oh, I need to cut this out or that out. And it's like, or you could just keep it simple and stay consistent, like, and go with it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that that's like the one thing I've learned, you know, like I lost 45 pounds, I've continued to like strengthen and lean, my body's leaned out so much over the last eight years, and that's eight years. And for the eight years before that, I yo-yoed up and down, up and down, up and down, trying every diet. So I'm like, well, clearly what I'm doing now works, (laughs) because it's, it's lasted all this amount of time, I saw these major results, and it truly is just back to basics. Yeah. And how so how long did it really take you to lose those 45 pounds? Uh, so it was about six months that like, and again, because I, I wasn't weighing myself, I wasn't like focused on my weight. I kind of didn't notice it so much. Like I started noticing like, oh, like I need different clothes, but I wasn't tracking it mm-hmm. at all really back then. Instagram wasn't like a big place to share transformations and do all the stuff that it is now. Um, so people always laugh because I have my before photos. I literally had my mom take like on a real camera in my room one time just because I wanted to like motivate myself because like models and everyone like weren't doing it for me at that time anymore um so anyway um, it took like six months and it was that was like kind of the point where people were like Katie like you've lost a lot of weight like there's like something going on like you've definitely lost weight and that's when I kind of weighed myself and I was like oh shoot yeah, yeah I have lost a lot of weight that's like a whole person um and then it was another probably six months but really I say like still up until this point where my body's always changing like I'm seeing muscles in places like literally would have never imagined in a million years that I'd have abs ever in my life. I just thought that like, that wasn't a thing that I would ever experience. And I'm like, Oh, wait, just kidding. Like I have them. So it's a it's a constant pro like process and journey. Mm -hmm. But I think it was about six months for like the bulk of the just excess fat to be gone. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Like I feel like that's a pretty quick time to lose that much like just from being consistent and like not doing anything any crash diet. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And I think that like, that's like, so telling to me, because I'm like, wow, like, that was just with really focusing on how I felt focusing on like being consistent every day and like just making those little changes over time. And it is so impactful. And like, healthy weight loss is like, one to maybe three pounds a week, like for people who need to lose significant amount of weight. So it is really in line with that. But it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of exercise, do you feel like what helped you lose the weight was the type of exercise you were doing or just that you were moving? I truly think just that I was moving at yeah. that time. Like I do the one thing that I started to learn and now like obviously as like a certified trainer, like I know all these things, but like had I known then what I know now, I would have tried to incorporate some weights into my workouts. I would have done a little bit more like strengthening with a mix of cardio cuz then I was kind of like all I know how to do is like some crunches, some squats, and I can run or walk. So like I would do those things. So a lot of it was cardio based, which definitely will help shed some of those pounds, but you're not going to see the physical shape change in your body so Mm -hmm. much necessarily. Um, So yeah, I think it was, it was truly just 
moving. Yeah. So tell me about like the transition from, so you lost the weight and then at what point did you decide to become a trainer? So I, like at that time I started taking a couple classes, like probably six months into it, like when I'd lost a lot of the weight and I was like, had a job then I was like, Oh, I can like start venturing out now. So I was like taking some yoga classes and really fell in love with it and Mm -hmm. found that like kind of community. Cause again, like, I mean, there was like, this sounds so, but it was eight years ago. Instagram was there, but it wasn't like it is now. And so there was Facebook, but there wasn't such a like massive social community to have. So that's like where I found a community to connect with, with people who like, like the things that I liked, like, and got me and I could share my stories with. And so I started taking those classes and just really fell in love with that experience. And Mm -hmm. as I went through my journey, obviously I learned so much and like mentally and emotionally, like went through so much growth and change and finding like my confidence in who I was and being able to accept like, again, like that maybe was who I was going to be like physically, which turns out it wasn't. But um, that's what really led me to want to share more because I was like, wow, like if I've gone through this experience, and I truly felt like I'd done everything, there was no hope for me to have like a healthier body or anything else. There's got to be tons of other women out there who are feeling the same way. And so I wanted to be able to share my story and really help inspire other women. And I was loving these classes. And I started like actually loving to work out, which was so weird. Because <laughs> before I was always like torture, I was doing it because I knew I had to, mm-hmm. so that like, I could try to balance out the crap I was eating on the weekends somehow a little bit. Um, so I started teaching, I got like certified to teach bar classes. So I was doing like a bar boot camp class and yoga sculpt. And then as that started to develop, obviously, like I just, my passion continued to grow and I wanted to know more and understand the body more and be more educated. And so that's when I became a certified trainer. Yeah. And then, so you became a trainer and then when did Love Sweat Fitness start? Like, how did you, how did that come up? Yeah. I mean, so like everything kind of happened fast. Like the, the weight loss journey really started in like 2010, 11. And then I started teaching classes, I think in like 2013, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I started my Instagram account in 2014 and it really started because I was teaching all these classes and I was literally texting probably 15 to 20 girls almost every day, like little encouragement and like a recipe and like asking questions about workouts. And I was like, this is getting to be a lot. Like, cause there's girls that was taking my classes that when I wasn't teaching, they wanted to know more yeah. things. Um, and so I was like, this is a lot. And so I really started the Instagram account just as like a, like, all right, girls, like, I'm gonna put this stuff here for you. And like, you can go check there instead of me texting everyone individually or in a big group. And I shared my before and after photos at the time and got picked up by like some larger Instagram pages. And people started just sharing my content. And it started to grow. And I was like, Oh, dang, like, there's clearly like a a community here, which was something I like longed for so badly when I was going through my own journey. And like, tried to find anywhere I could to get that sense of community. And now here it is like kind of just blooming and developing on Instagram, which was amazing. Um, so that was in 2014. And then as that began to grow and grow, like obviously teaching had become my passion, like loved it more than anything. And I still do like you put me like on a stage to teach a class and it was like the best experience ever. Um, so that's where YouTube kind of took off. And so I started dabbling in YouTube in like 2015 or so. But then we really started taking it serious. Okay. Yeah. And then you released your guides, all your different guides. Um, Tell people about like what, what types of workouts are in there. 
So my focus has always been on minimal equipment, like body weight workouts you can do at home. So like everything we do in the hot body sweat guide, we have 1.0, which is eight weeks. And then we just launched this last year, 2.0, which is the second eight weeks. So mm-hmm. a total of 16. Um, and it's, my focus has always just been on providing workouts that are really accessible for anyone at any level, um, no matter where they're at in life. So I always try to go back to where I started and what would have worked for me or what I wish I would have had at that time. And it was something I could do it at a gym for sure, but I can do it in my dorm room or my apartment and something that's going to be fast and effective because mm-hmm. no one has an hour or wants to spend an hour most times working out and you don't need to if you're really efficient in what you're doing. So all the programs are built to give you the right balance of circuit and like strength workouts as well as those cardio workouts that can really be done from anywhere. Yeah. Oh, I want to get into some of these like fitness rumors, ideas floating around and kind of your take on different and like, like how, I guess more so your philosophy of how to make workouts effective, because I think I, I don't know, in terms of fitness, I felt like it went from, you know, everyone was into cardio back in the day. And then everyone's like, now we're really hard into strength training. And then it turned into like, lift heavy or go home. Like, yeah, we're like all over the board. And so, um, how do you like, what's your opinion on people? Like when people will make the argument that like, you need to be lifting really heavy weights to get results. You just don't like, (laughs) like, you just don't. And I think that, you know, it kind of is like the fad diets is the same thing. Like there's something like certain personalities, I think that are really like, um, driven by these extremes. Mm -hmm. And so whether that be cutting out carbohydrates or lifting hundreds of pounds, like that's like where they get their like drive. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that works for them, that's awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, like you don't need to be lifting extremely heavy weights and depending on how you're doing that and, and the style, I'm trying to be very strategic in how I say this. Um, (laughs) there's certain programs and places out there where it's actually like, it can be very unsafe and Mm -hmm. long-term lifting that heavy can be like very detrimental to your body. Mm -hmm. So I always go off of my experience, my education, and then and so my personal experience, my education, and then the experience I've had training hundreds and thousands of women, which is a balance of everything. Like mm-hmm. I've done for a period of time, the like extremely heavy, like CrossFit style training. And one, I was exhausted every single day and not in like a, yeah, I got a great workout exhausted. Like, in a like my body is like run down exhausted. Um, I had neck and back issues and my body didn't look much different than it does now, like really at all. I feel like right now my body is the best it's ever been. And it's, I mean, I literally do the hot body sweat guys every single day. So it's like mm-hmm. this balance of, yeah, lifting weights is important. You're building your muscles, which is supporting your body. It's going to help give you the shape that you need, but it, they don't need to be hundreds of pounds. They can be eight or yeah. 15, you know, like that's like, I think like a sweet spot for most things. Um, and that in a mix of cardio, like, And at the end of the day, my biggest thing for anyone is you just have to do what makes you feel good. Like if you hate something, you're not going to stick to it. It's not going to be consistent and that's not going to get you anywhere. So if if you're enjoying it, then just do it. Like whether that's, if that is lifting heavy weights, like go you, if it's doing yoga, like that's awesome. You just got to kind of do what works for you. Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about cardio because that's another controversial one. We have people who are just like team I love the fitness controversy yeah I think it's fun like (laughs) there's we have people who are team like never do cardio and then we have people who are just like 
all about the cardio, and then we have people who are like only do hit, and other people are like only do low intensity, steady state. Yeah. So, tell me about your thoughts on the cardio debate. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's very similar, and it really is like it. It's a balance of all of those things. It has to be. If you do hit every single day, you're going to wear yourself out in a couple of months at most, if you're lucky. If you're just doing lists every single day, like it's like good, like cardiovascular, but you're not going to see like big impactful changes in your body necessarily. So in the Hot Body Sweat Guide and then also in the app that's launching so soon, <laughs> so soon, um, I build. So if you're starting at beginner all the way through the advanced weeks and we have like over a year worth of workouts in there, brand new ones for everyone it builds and changes. So when you're just starting, like those list workouts are really important to help build your cardiovascular health. And as you get stronger, like you need to start incorporating some of the hit and some miss, like those moderate intensity ones. Um, and that you want to mix it up throughout the week. So like having a plan is really important and really good because it allows you to know what you're doing and make sure you're getting the right balance of everything. If you're trying to reach specific goals, um, and just to challenge your body, but no one is ever going to be the best one. Um, you can't just do hit and you can't just do lists if you're trying to see like results and changes and really have that balanced approach to fitness, which some people want extremes, like go for it. But I just don't think it'll last very long. Yeah. So how many times a week do you recommend people strength train, do lists, do hit? Yeah. So my like workout philosophy instructor is focused on like legs and booty, a day that's focused on arms and abs, one that's like a full body. So those are all like three days of strength training that are really like body part specific. And then I do an additional day that's some more abs because I love to work them, <laughs> some more abs and cardio, and then um, two other days of cardio. So it's like six days of mm -hmm. exercising and then a day that's just like focused on self-care. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What about... But it's a mix. Oh, sorry. No. So it's a mix of like some of those days of cardio might just be less like go for mm -hmm. a 30 to a 60 minute walk. Mm -hmm. And then some are going to be hit and miss. It's all mixed up. Yeah. What about yeah. like, um, do you make recommendations for like neat or just like daily movement in addition to that or just fitting in those workouts? So to me, like the, the workouts are 20 to 30 minutes. Like that's key. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have the LSF daily 10, which kind of goes back to my philosophy starting out of like moving for 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really like with anyone like starting with love, sweat, fitness, or just starting workouts in general, it's 10 minutes of exercises that are just like there to get you going and start to create those healthy habits. Um, and then of course, like I always try to like tell people throughout the day, like if you sit at the desk all day, like get up once an hour and go walk around the office, at least just like keeping your body moving. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're doing 20 to 30 minutes and it's an effective and like strategic workout, then as far as maintaining your physical body health and like seeing results, you can definitely do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about like workout length since you brought it up because that's another one. Yeah. There's like this idea that everyone likes to believe that your workout has to be 60 minutes for it to yeah. count. <laughs> totally um so how do you feel about that <laughs> I just don't buy it like yeah. I I understand people just want to make things harder and like it's like if you tell yourself it has to be that then maybe you feel better about it I don't know like I don't know I've never done that I've never committed to that like yes like sometimes if I'm going to the gym to do cardio I might or if I'm going out to go for a run I might go for 45 minutes to an hour 
Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't have to do that if you're if you're strategic in what you're doing and if you have like the right plan set out for you and it's just I don't know I think it's just one of those things people get in their heads that like if it's not sixty minutes like it's not worth it it is like ten minutes is worth it doing something every day is worth it and is going to make a difference whether it's mental mental <laughs> mental or physical um, it's going to be impactful. And I think that's like the most important thing for people to remember, like do what you can, if you have more time, go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but don't, don't feel like you have to, because otherwise I think people talk themselves out of doing anything if they don't have X amount of time. Yeah. I think maybe that's like why they, why they say that, because it's like an excuse that they can use to just not start totally. at all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been there. I get it. I, I told myself that all the time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, kind of along that, that topic, like, are there any main mistakes that you see women making when it comes to health or fitness, like that you've seen with clients kind of come up over and over again, um, or just in general? Yeah, I mean, I think that a couple like really come to mind, and we've touched on them some, but just to like go back to them, I think one that we were just talking about is length of workouts, like because they do tend to feel like if they don't have a certain amount of time, then they're, it's not worth doing. So then they don't show up. It's an excuse. Or on the flip side, they're so focused on trying to reach a certain goal that they overwork their body and then you reach burnout. And I think, I mean, I've experienced that in the past so many times. Um, and I see that happening time and time again, whether it is because they're trying to like incorporate or lift like insane amounts of weights or they're just pushing themselves too hard every day to like do these high intensity workouts for long periods of time, like a hit workout, like you probably shouldn't be able to go much longer than 20 or 30 minutes Mm -hmm. if you're like truly doing high intensity. Um, and so that burnout can not only like leave them feeling terrible and like cause like some health issues, but it also just means that, you know, they might need more recovery time. They're not going to be working out consistently because they hit this burnout and have to take big chunks of time off. So that's one major thing. Um, the other thing is not fuel fueling your body the way that they should. I, I think the best and like most like exciting emails I ever get are from women doing a hot body meal plan. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's so much food. Like, I don't think I can eat this much food. And I'm like, I know. And it's shocking because it's lower calories. Cause like, just scientifically, like if you're trying to lose weight, like you have to be in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. So it's lower calories than maybe a like normal range that you would want to be eating in, but they're so used to eating less food, less food with more calories, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. higher, whether it's fast food or something else. So eating less consistently throughout the day. So when they're eating the meal plan and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm eating throughout the day, these like very filling meals. Cause there are those healthy fats and proteins and carbohydrates that are just like packed into the meals um they're like shocked and I've been there like my I always thought that like I had to eat like eat less to lose the weight but I was just eating the wrong stuff Mm -hmm. and so I think like really trying to help women understand like it's not always about eating less necessarily it just really focus on what you're eating and how you're fueling your body so I think trying to help women understand how to fuel their bodies in the right way to give them the energy and the fuel that they need and still be able to see changes that they're looking for is really important. Yeah, I think that's a big one. And I noticed that a lot just in my my life when I eat with people and they're like, you're eating so much food. And I'm like, this is a huge, this is a huge salad and you can eat this, you're eating this little hamburger and I can eat this huge salad. (laughs) 
Totally. No, I was just on a retreat with like a bunch of other girls and my friend Katie, who's also in the uh, fitness space. She and I felt like we're just like, people were looking at us like, oh my gosh, because we're like, mm-hmm. just eating all the food the whole time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you, you need it when you're working out and when you're, you know, your body's using it the right way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the most, I get that message all the time. And my friends also, we always get this message like, how do you eat so much food? I'm like, cause we're eating healthy food. Like <laughs> volume doesn't equate yeah. to calories, you know? Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Um, you're like, you're, you're tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then like going back to the, the burnout thing, I think that's a huge one. And I see that all the time. And I think the issue is like a lot of women just don't know when they're going too hard. Like yeah. they're, they're just kind of, I don't know, just following a, a prescribed plan or what they've heard and then not even listening to their bodies. And, yeah. Like, do you have tips for like, how, how would someone know that they're going too hard. Yeah. I mean, I think like some of the, the main things are like your energy levels is like a huge indicator. If you're like used to, like, if you know you have a normal energy level or there's a certain time of day or night where you start to like wind down and feel tired. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, at seven o'clock, I feel like I'm going to pass out or, you know, like I'm just like done there's obviously a, the first couple of weeks when you're starting a new program, there's a lot of changes happening in your body and it, it can be exhausting. So you can experience that a little bit more. But I think that when you start seeing like, this isn't going away, um, you're feeling sore for more than a couple of days at a time. That's definitely a big indicator. Like, yes, like DOMS, like your delayed onset muscle soreness is a real thing. Like that happens, but it should repair and recover like pretty quickly. Um, but it's that balance of, again, like, if you are going this hard, are you also nourishing yourself the way that you need to be? And if you're not, then you're going to experience it even worse. And so for me, it's really like encouraging women to like slow down and kind of take inventory every day, whether that's in the morning or at the end of the day, but really like check in with their body and be mindful of that because it is really important. So even with my plan, like I tell people like go at your own pace. Like if you need to take a day off, take a day off. If you need to do a less, like a little bit less of a round or less time, like you need to do that because it has to be something that you feel like you can maintain. Um, and, and that sometimes means like slowing down and stopping. Yeah. I think it's just hard for a lot of women to like admit that they should slow down. Oh yeah. (laughs) But for sure, you know, I read, there's this article out there. I don't, I forget who it's from, but it's like, there's no such thing as overtraining. There's only under, like, they're basically saying that there's no such thing as overtraining. You're just not eating enough food. Um, do you think yeah. that's true? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes and no. That's a tricky one. Um, yes, in the sense that if you were eating enough fuel, your body would be able to repair more efficiently and, like, mm-hmm. you'd be able to, like, get back into it and feel a lot better. So, like, I think one of the biggest issues is that people are not fueling their body correctly. Mm -hmm. However, like our bodies are not meant to be pushed for hours and hours every single day with these extreme measures that we're doing necessarily. Like just, there's just not like, Mm -hmm. so like, well, yes, you can potentially do that. And some people do like, unless you are training for some huge marathon or to be like, um, Olympic athlete, like you probably don't need to be going to those extremes, like to maintain healthy, balanced life. And like, really, like for me, it's like, you got to focus on how am I going to live a life 
right now that I feel amazing and balanced and I'm able to like do the things I want to do and need to do and feel Mm -hmm. good about my body and who I am. But then also like longevity Mm -hmm. and like those extremes and like training for multiple hours a day, like that's going to wear on you over time, no matter if you're fueling your body really well right now. So yeah, I think that's a good point. It's like, there's a lot of people training as if they're athletes and they're not. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, you don't really need to do that. No, um, <laughs> I mean, you do you, if it makes you feel like good about yourself, cool, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. So with the guides, um, so you do start with 1.0, go to 2.0 and then would you cycle back through them or how would you keep going? Yeah. So that's a great question. So that's the intent essentially is like start at 1.0, like week one day, day one and like move all the way through, um, because it does progress and get like more challenging and you're like adding in different styles of workouts and more equipment, although it's still like booty bands and weights are really like the only things I use. Um, so yeah, and then you could totally like cycle back through. So I like was joking at one point before we launched 2.0, I was on week like 75 of 1.0 because I just like kept doing it over and over. And I'd like add on rounds and add on heavier weights because at the end of the day, like the workout structure is going to be like the best ever. So like, as long as you're like challenging yourself and like increasing your weights a little bit here and there as you get stronger. Um, it's great. But when the app launches, it literally is like progressing from beginner. So that the beginner week has no equipment at all. It's really focused on just building your like strength and your cardiovascular health. And then it just increases, increases. So it'll take you through. So you never have to even think about how to challenge yourself. It's all there for you, which will be really yeah, nice. That would be very nice. Is that a monthly subscription or how does that work? So there'll be a yearly subscription that's at like a very discounted rate. If you mm-hmm. sign up for the whole year, there'll be a three month subscription, which also will have a discounted um, fee. And then there'll be a monthly one available. Okay. Plenty so, of yeah. options. I'm excited. Yeah, for that. And then, yeah. Yay. Good. Yeah. We'll have to send it to you too. And we are, um, there is a free, like it's free to download hundred percent. And there's like the free LSF daily 10 will be in there. So everyone can get like their daily 10 workouts for free in the app without any subscription. Um, and then you'll also get all of our like challenges, like the big, like spring slim down and summer shape up challenges. All of that content will be in the app as well for free. Mm-hmm. And then to get the premium package, it'll be the ones we talked about. Okay. So just to clarify for people listening. So it's like you have the, the workout and then the LSF daily 10 is that's like a separate, just like 10 minute movement. Yeah. So that's like, you're like 10, if you do nothing else for a day, like do your 10 minute movement, here's your LSF daily 10. It's three moves mm-hmm. essentially that you repeat three times. And every day it's different. Like one day is focused on legs and booting one's on abs and you'll do arms. Um, so that's your LSF daily 10 free for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then the premium will be like the full plan where it takes you day by day, like your exact workout to do with videos that take you through, we have a full video library of brand new full length workouts that we did, which is very exciting because you said you follow YouTube. Those have always been like short. Yeah. So these are like full length workouts um, for all different types of cardio and strength. And then we'll have the YouTube library in there for free as well for people. Okay. So do you recommend people like separate out the daily 10 from the full workout or could someone just tack it on? So it can go either way. Like I tend to do it as my warm up. So I'll do like the daily 10 as my warm up, And then I move into like my full workout. That's smart. I was actually going to ask you like what you recommend for a warm up. So you just use that usually. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I use that usually um, because I coincide them to the like actual plan. So mm-hmm. that way, if you are doing the plan, it makes total sense. Like 
the LSF Daily 10 will be like leg and booty focus on the leg and booty day. And then it will go over to that. But um, then I also have in the app, I'll have warm ups in there for you depending on the day of the workout too. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask, did you ever um, toy around with just like, like traditional like bodybuilding type split when you, before when you're trying things out? Yeah, so um, I did. <laughs> and it was that was kind of like what I was talking to a little bit about, um, where I was just like, dead, like every day, just okay. totally dead. And like I was strong for sure. But I don't feel like I'm much less strong now, if that makes sense. But it was kind of one of the things where I'm like, do I really need to be squatting 160 pounds on my shoulders? Like, no, when will I ever need this skill? Mm-hmm. Probably never. So I think for me, I'm like very focused on functional fitness. And while um, that doesn't necessarily mean like not using weights, it's more like, what does my body actually need to do? Mm-hmm. Does it need to do this? No. Okay, then why am I wasting my time and potentially injuring myself? Doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny, because so like when I first started getting into like, in college, I got into like lifting weights and was doing more of like a bodybuilder type split. And okay. My yeah. dad was super excited about it because he's always been very into that. Um, and now, like a few years later, he's paid the price with his body, and now he's like super anti weights. And totally, he's like, he's like, don't lift weights; it destroyed me. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> no, yeah, like, and he's like trying to tell. He's like, don't lift weights. Like, I didn't realize it for so many years. Now my joints, like his joints, are just destroyed. And I think so many people don't talk about like the long-term effects of when you're doing that style of workout forever. No, exactly. And I think that's like, we're going to start seeing more and more now that, you know, it's been probably 10 years or whatever since like CrossFit started becoming more popular. But like those people now are going to be having done it for several years and are going to start getting older. And we are going to see more and more people coming out and being like, oh shoot, like, yeah, my body's messed up. My joints are messed up. I have spinal issue like there's just a lot of potential issues for something that is completely unnecessary yeah I would agree (laughs) I want to I want to shift gears for a second and talk a bit about hypothyroidism um you said you were diagnosed when you were 11 is that what you said yes yeah so what have you learned over the years like to help you manage that Uh, I mean the biggest thing I've learned is that it is not a crutch or an excuse. Um, and it is not the cause of like all my problems. And I think that that's, like I said earlier, like that was something that I constantly blamed of like, Oh, it's not all the like junk I'm eating constantly. It's this. And so I think really being able to recognize that, yes, there are very serious sometimes, um, very um, hard to deal with symptoms. And I think one of the hardest things with hypo, being someone who has it is that a lot of those symptoms are things other people can't recognize or see. They're not like necessarily like in your face. And so the fatigue, the exhaustion, the hair loss, the like all these little things that add up and compile on each other um, are hard because other people don't necessarily see them. So being able to explain like why you feel exhausted when you sleep 10 hours a night, like it's challenging. Um, So I think that like, for me, it's really learning that like, yes, there are times that my body like, just can't. And that's okay. Um, and I just need to be okay with that and rest when I need to rest and, you know, take it easier on days that I'm not like feeling totally energized. However, I've also realized that my nutrition plays a huge role in the energy that I have in how my physical body looks and changes and feels. Um, and it can be a big issue, really trying to avoid 
foods that cause a lot of inflammation is really important for me. And then I think the other thing with it is just being able to look at like myself and other women with hypo and realize that like, it's something that like it, it might get better with your nutrition for sure. But it's something that's kind of always there. But knowing that like, the more you nourish your body with good foods, and the more you actually are active, the more energy you have. And I think that was like the biggest thing for me is because I felt so tired all the time, like, so tired. I know the food was a huge part of that. But also just then I wouldn't do anything. And like, I mean, it's like, sounds so like cheesy back to basics, like, but like object of emotion stays in motion when it rests stays at rest. And so when I was tired and I wasn't doing anything, I was just more tired and wouldn't want to do anything more. Mm-hmm. And the more I just started like taking those 10 minutes a day and moving, like all of a sudden I'm like, wow, like I feel like I have more energy. I'm able to do more. And that continued to grow. And so that to me was a big eye opener. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, like I wish I would have known had I like done something every day. Maybe I would have felt better years ago. Um, so I think that like, it's really tricky sometimes to know the balance between like how you, how your body truly feels and when you're able to kind of push yourself a little bit, knowing that you'll feel better. Um, but then also recognizing like when you actually do need to slow down and stop. Yeah. And so that's been a process for sure. And knowing when you're trying to just convince yourself because you don't want to (laughs) versus like you actually need to. Yeah. So like, I know you mentioned the, the fatigue, um, and like hair loss, as you say, Mm -hmm. like, were there any other big symptoms for you that stood out? Yeah. So, I mean, I, like when I was younger, it was like really severe migraine headaches, hair loss, um, the fatigue, like those were kind of the main ones, like TMI, but like chronic constipation, like just lots of like internal issues like that. Um, and those have kind of stuck around like most of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, the hair loss has like mellowed out, but like extremely dry, brittle hair, dry skin. Um, I'm trying to think what else are like some of the main ones I deal with now. I don't really have the headaches anymore, which is amazing because those were awful. And I do think like the nutrition has played probably the biggest role in that piece of it. Um, I take collagen every day and I think that definitely helps with like my hair, skin and nails because those are like awful with hypo usually. Um, and then the fatigue definitely like is still here, but it's, it's really kind of hit or miss. Like there's days I feel like totally good and normal. And there's ones where I feel just completely exhausted for no reason. Like I'll sleep, my routine's normal, my food's normal, like everything's normal. And I just like can't sometimes. Um, so that's hard being like an adult (laughs) when you have to like just do life still. Um, and especially like in my role with this beautiful, amazing community, like I want to like show up every day being like, yes, like here to inspire and like empower and motivate them. And there's days where like, you know, which I think is so great about Instagram and even vlogging and everything else is you can just be like really real and share like today kind of sucks. Like I don't feel great, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm still here. I'm still going to do it. Um, and that's been nice to be able to open up more about and have like a community to talk to you about it too. Yeah. I think people really appreciate like hearing the quote negative sides of it too, like a balance. Yeah, for sure. It's more relatable, but going back to nutrition, are there things that you notice in particular, like flare up symptoms if you consume them, like specific Mm -hmm. foods in terms of hypothyroidism? Yeah. So for me, I haven't actually ever really noticed, a serious issue with gluten in general. However, I know that that can be for a lot of people, especially of like with Hashimoto's and uh, like if you have gluten intolerances. 
However, like I own, I eat very little, um, and I eat like sprouted grains. So if I'm going to have it, I'll do like a sprouted brown rice or sprouted English muffin or something like that. And I feel okay with those. If I'm out eating and I have something like a rice or a bread or something else, I totally notice symptoms mm. and I get like very congested and stuffy and lethargic and just like almost feel like you're hungover. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like you kind of feel hungover. Um, and so that's like the main, the main like trigger that I've noticed is just like glutinous things when eating out when I don't have control over like exactly what it is. Okay. How are you with things like dairy and sugar and? Yeah. Okay. So sugar is also probably one that like, I don't, I mean, to be honest, like alcohol is probably like where I get most of my sugar from. (laughs) Um, and otherwise like I just don't have added sugars and things. I don't like I avoid it a ton because I, I don't know if it's necessarily hypo. I think it's just more a general fact that like sugar just makes you feel like crap. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't feel good when I have it at all. Um, dairy is one I've toyed with and tested a ton, like where I've completely cut it out of my diet for months and months and months and reintroduced it. Um, this is a one where I'm like very particular about. So I'm like in general fine with dairy, I think, but I stick to like grass fed mm-hmm. only like raw. If I'm having cheese, like raw grass fed cheese, um, like grass fed Greek yogurt or like goat's milk yogurt. And I feel fine with that stuff. Um, but it's, it's a balance of like quantity too. If I ate it all day, I think anyone would probably feel gross. So <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious more about like your, um, your balance with alcohol. Like how do you balance that into like an overall healthy diet? Yes, that's a great question. Um, um, so I've always been like, you know, going back to like my original weight loss, like I was not restricting myself. I never was like, I'm not drinking. I worked at a wine bar when I started. So like wine was a part of my like life then. Um, so I've never wanted to cut it out. We like, you know, have t-shirts and things that are like green juice now, champagne later and earn your cocktails. Because to me, like it, it really is about living a healthy, balanced life. So that doesn't mean if you don't drink alcohol, you should start by any means. But if like, if you have something that's in part of your life, that's like something you enjoy, um, it doesn't mean you have to completely cut it out. So for me personally, like I try to like, I'm not drinking like every single night. I'm not like having a glass of wine with dinner on the regular. And I try to stick to like clear liquor. So like a tequila, gin or vodka, um, when I do have drinks with just soda water. So avoiding all the extra sugars, like no added syrups. So I always tell girls, like, if you want, like, a drink that, like, feels, like, really fun without all the sugar in it, do, like, a tequila soda with, like, fresh muddled fruit. And then you get, like, some flavor and fun without added syrups. Um, And then I'm, like, a sucker for champagne. So I do enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get that champs Um, in. Yeah, but it's, like, a balance. Like, I'm not drinking a bottle of champagne on a Friday. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's it's really Yeah, yeah, I think that's helpful for people because I think that alcohol is a big one that people don't really know how to like balance that in again because I think a lot of people when they're like I'm gonna get healthy it turns into the extreme and then totally they don't know how to go back and find that middle ground yeah Um, yeah and so I think like for me it's like especially like trying to recommend other people if you are gonna drink like wine obviously has a lot of sugar champagne has a lot of sugar so like sticking to like a clear liquor is like best um Mm -hmm. and choose like a night, like if you're like, you know, you want to go out on the weekend and do that, try to avoid going out like, or having drinks like every night of the week or multiple nights at home. Like 
because it does add up really fast. Yeah. I think people don't realize how quickly it can add so up. So fast. You yeah. have to be careful with the liquids. The liquid calories people yes. don't realize. They're so- sneaky. Like a margarita at a restaurant can have like as many as like 800 calories in one margarita. That's really? like half your day. Oh yeah. my God. It's just like, just, you gotta like not be afraid. And this is for food too. I always tell people like, do not be afraid to customize and ask when you're out to like do what you want. Like mm-hmm. most restaurants are willing to accommodate bartenders obviously are totally willing to accommodate. Like don't pick a drink off the cocktail menu from a restaurant. Cause it definitely has like probably 50 plus grams of sugar in it. Like make it your own, make it clean and you'll be good. I think that's very helpful. So thank you for that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to, I want to shift gears again because, okay. So obviously you know a ton about nutrition and fitness, but you're also just like a really incredible businesswoman because you've built this whole okay. empire. So I want to learn more about, um, how you manage your day and everything. Cause you're wearing so many different hats and you have so many different tasks every day. So yeah. I love to learn more a bit, like a bit more about, kind of your daily routine and your time management and how you manage, manage that. So like, what does a day look like? Absolutely. So, I mean, my days are completely different to be honest, like every day, which is why I do have to have like very strategic organization plans in place to help me stay on track because whether I'm like home and there's days where like total like computer office working on blogs or emails and newsletters or like upcoming guides and different launches that we have going on. Or I might be like designing new apparel or we're filming a YouTube video. Like it's all over the place. Um, so for me, I have like a million plan. I have my planner and then I have like calendars and my best tool. And like, I tell people about it all the time. I don't know if you use it or not, but Trello, do you use Trello? No, I've heard of it though. (sighs) It's like the best thing that ever happened to me at least. Like I am obsessed. I have it on my phone. So there's an app on your phone and on your computer. And it's just amazing because you can create these different boards. So I have like, you know, a board for like upcoming blog posts and email posts and challenges that we have. And you like create cards within them and you can share them within the office. So like our entire team has their boards and then we're all connected. So we can like, you can send each other notes just right there. So you're not sending a million emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can put due dates. Like it's, I it's get so that. awesome. I know. I was like, this is not sponsored. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, but like, it's seriously the coolest thing in the world. And it just has helped change the game for me, especially as we have grown so much in the last couple of years. And as our team has expanded, like we need to make sure we're all on the same page and it helps a ton. And then I'm able to like link to my calendar so that I have everything laid out for my day constantly. And I'm able to like create checklists and I need that. Like I'm such a visual person and I literally have to write down if I have things I need to do. It has to be in like five to make sure. So for me, that's been like a game changer for sure. Have you tried any other apps? Like, you know, there's like, God, I think it's a Sante or I mean, people use Evernote or anything else. Oh, yeah. So I, I remember trying Evernote a while ago, like before, before Trello. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't like, I don't remember what exactly, but it obviously didn't stick as much. Mm-hmm. And then this one I've just like been with for a couple of years now and just love it because yeah. it's it's just nice. It keeps it all organized and you can put like pretty backgrounds and it's cool. <laughs> I'm definitely going to download it because I, I need some more organization always. But yes. I'm, so do you do like, do you have like different days dedicated to different tasks? Like, I don't know. Cause I mean, you have YouTube, you have Instagram yeah. content, you have like 
apparel design, you have website, like guide stuff. Like, do you just kind of every day figure out what needs to be done? Or do you have specific days of the week that are dedicated? I don't have specific days of the week. And that's just because things move so fast Mm -hmm. and are changing that it just, I feel like we've tried that in the past. And I think it ended up like hindering us more than allowing us to really like be productive. So for me, it's more like, on the weekend, spending time, like scheduling my week, because then, you know, there's meetings, or I might have to be in LA to shoot for something. And so like, it kind of depends on what's happening that week. And then the priorities of what needs to get done first. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of just build out the week based on that. So um, every week looks a little bit different. There's some weeks where I spend two days, and I just film a ton of YouTube content to get it like done in big chunks. And I think that's been really helpful. Um, but now that I'm doing weekly vlogs, like those are way more real time. So those are happening every single week. Um, but yeah, it just, it really, it depends on the week, but I'm trying to do as much as I can to at least schedule out my days where I do have chunks of time that I'm working on different projects just to like, so I have that like dedicated time. So it might not be like every Monday from nine to 12, Mm -hmm. but I always, I'm going to make sure I'm having chunks of time to focus on different projects that we have coming up. Yeah. Do you take, like, I mean, as an entrepreneur, do you take a day off during the I already knew where this was going. (laughs) Um, No. I mean, it's literally literally 24-7. That being said, and my husband does it full-time with me, too. He actually, up until, like, a week or so ago, he's worked full-time and then also helped me with the business on, like, every other waking hour. Yeah. Um, he does all like filming and editing and helps like run the business itself. So now he's fully full time with loves of fitness, which is great. And, um, it's fun because it's just, it's our life. And I think what's crazy is like, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you feel the same way where it's like, there are, of course there are moments that you're like tired or that you need a break. And as much as you love doing what you do, like everyone needs to like have different things they're doing too. Um, but because you love it, like, it's just natural. Like when we're on vacation, it's normal that I want to take photos and I want to film stuff. And we're just, we're just doing it because Mm -hmm. we want to share it and it's our life. Um, but we definitely like have time that we like aren't working. Like Mm -hmm. we have like our shows that we watch and like that time we're like, I mean, sometimes we are working during, but, but that's also part of a growing a business. And Mm -hmm. I think that like it's to be expected and just like with workouts and everything else, I've really, learn to be very mindful of things and know when I'm getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to stop because either the work's not going to be good or I'm, yeah, it's going to be rushed or it's not going to be like my heart's not all in it in this moment and try to change gears. So I think it's just really being aware of yourself and, and when you need to take that time. Yeah. But there's no like full days. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, what were you doing before you um, became a trainer? So random. Um, I mean, it is and it isn't because it's somewhat related in the sense that I was teaching, but I was doing um, reading intervention and language therapy for students on the autism spectrum and like with behavioral challenges. And so um, for like four years, I'd been doing that and mm-hmm. I was working at, a, like at an office for a while and then just privately when I started teaching classes on top of that. And I loved that. It was extremely challenging, but really, really rewarding too. Um, but then as my like passion for fitness started to grow and I like started connecting with all these women, like it just was a natural like transition to go into that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
like a career <laughs> shift. <laughs> I, lo- I love asking people like what they were doing before because it like it just goes to show you like you never know where your life is going to end up you know not at all it like could- I mean I was like rocking banana republic every day and working in an office nine to five like that was like yeah. you know that was my life and now it's leggings and working out so. I know I'm like I don't think there's been a day I haven't been in leggings in like five years so it's, no. it's fine I actually have some jeans right now which is just like oh, really weird but very exciting. yeah I know I just bought a pair of jeans like last week because I'm like I need to own a pair yeah you're like this this should probably happen yeah exactly okay well okay I know that you do different things every day but walk me a little bit through like kind of your morning routine and then your evening routine and then I'm assuming in between is like different all the time yeah totally so like I try like I'm as as much as my life is all over the place like I am very much a like ritual routine kind of person so when it comes to my morning and night routines I do have very specific things that I do because that like allows me to be sane I think and like (laughs) really make sure that I like feel like grounded all the time So like morning routine, like very briefly, every single morning, like the basics, like brush your teeth, whatever. But I always do like my coffee with vital proteins I have for years. And I swear by the collagen, like I just love it. Like my hair and nails and everything have been so much better since I started doing that. Um, So I usually like do my coffee. I'll sit down, get into my planner and just kind of start setting like some goals for the day. And I try to also set goals that are non-work related and like non-workout related, just like life things I want to do like what um like I mean it can be like something as silly as like like make Ryan the special thing for dinner or like um call your sister and then catch up you know like Mm -hmm. little things like if sometimes I don't write them down they get like passed off to the side because the days get busy and so like to me like family and friends are really really important and so I've been trying to spend more dedicated time in the mornings like either writing down to do those things or like actually like texting people back or like giving people a call before the day gets going and gets crazy. Um, I talk to my sister like almost every day, like making sure I like have that time is super important, but I like having like a little quiet time when no one's up yet. And by no one, my husband's the only one that would be up, but then we have our girls that work here. Like they work out of the house for our office um and so like before anyone gets here just really having that quiet time to either like read a little bit or set up my day set those like fun like little life goals or catch up with people is really really important to me with my coffee (laughs) what time do you usually get up I'm actually like a weirdo when it comes to like the fitness industry because I think most people wake up at like five o'clock that is not me um, I usually wake up like 7.30 mm-hmm. and sometimes later, depending on like the night before, but then I'm up until like 12 or 1 regularly and then not really ever earlier than 12, sometimes later, just depends on what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Developing an app over the last year has meant like much less sleep than normal, but um, it's been great. So yeah, that kind of like in the morning, usually 7.30 or 8, have that time before anyone starts. Our office opens at, like, 9, so that's usually when everyone's, like, starts getting down to stuff. Um, I like to work out in the mornings, but it doesn't always happen. So, like, I can't count that as my normal routine because it just doesn't always get done in the morning. It gets done at some point during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then night routine, like, just, like, basic things that we do. Like, my husband and I will always have dinner together, and that's, like, our time to, like, catch up and unwind and talk about, like, 
I'd love to say not work related things, but again, it's just like our life and it's yeah. like what we love. So just kind of catching up on things that we've both been separately working on and touching base. Um, and just like having that time together. And that's like when we usually watch like a show or two for like big Netflixers, like most people, I think. What are you watching right now? Oh my gosh. What did we just start? Well, we finished like all, we finished you and like all the crazy ones. What are we on Netflix right now? Did you watch that? It's so I did. Yeah. It's intense. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> intense. Um, I've been like really, and this is like so random, but I like love the Goldbergs. Oh, I haven't seen that. Have you watched it? No. I think, I think because it's like, it's super funny and it's like kind of cheesy and corny, but I think because it's just like, you don't have to think and it's like, funny and not stressful I love dramas and stuff but like they just are so stressful so sometimes after like crazy days all you want to do is laugh and so it's like perfect for that yeah so you Netflix and then is that kind of the end of the night yeah like yeah so we'll do dinner do that then we end up just like kind of like hanging out and working a lot but then at the end like my night night rituals for myself are Mm -hmm. I do like magnesium every night before I go to sleep I put on my essential oils I'll try to read a little bit and then I just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like just having those like little steps and they seem so minor, but like knowing that like essential oil is on, roll them on my body, have that time to read and then go down or like just key to like make sure it's like consistent. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like your routine is really refreshing because I talk to a lot of people. I mean, I ask everybody their routines and I'm like, so many people get up at five and they have this three hour morning routine and like you know, then they're in bed at 9pm. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying, but I'm the same as you where it's like, I wake up at like seven or seven 30. And like, I just work better kind of at night, like I work better later in the day. Yeah. Um, And it's just, I feel like it's more realistic for people. It's very overwhelming when people feel like they have to do so much in the morning and wake up so early. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you always hear like, I think to your point from I'm sure your experience interviewing people, then I like I read and listen to podcasts all the time where, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs wake up at 4am. And I'm like, I d- but then probably to your point, go to bed at eight. So like, we're working the same hours. It's just yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. And it makes it harder to be social too. Because a lot of those people yeah. like really are sec- secluded. Because it's like, if yeah. you're the type of person who goes to bed at 8pm, then like, what do you do if your friends want to go out for dinner at seven? Right. No. And I'm like, I don't even eat dinner usually till like nine. So like, I'm like, I'm there with you. I'm just like shifted later in the day. It's fine. Yeah, it works quite well. I enjoy it. Honestly, I'm glad you said this because everyone else like tries to make me change. And I'm like, I, I've tried, but I feel like I'm just fighting against everything in my being. Yeah, no, just you do you. Don't worry about it. I'm right there with you. Amazing. Well, I... I'm very happy we got to chat. So we know that you have your guides out and then the app is coming out soon. And then anything else to be like on the lookout for from you? Yeah, I mean, the app is obviously like the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's been such a process. I'm so excited. It's finally going to be out. It'll be out in the next couple weeks. And then um, the next thing that's just like fun that's on the radar is our Spring Slim Down Challenge. So that'll happen in March. And that's like one of our big free challenges. It's a six week one where we have like brand new workout videos. I have a couple of like awesome other fitness girls that are going to come and join me for some of the workouts. And then, um, yeah, it's just like a fun free challenge. There's going to be new recipes and it's a great way for people to get started with the Love Sweat Fitness community, but also just to like 
really connect with other women. Cause again, like for me, that was the biggest thing that was lacking was I had no community. Like mm-hmm. my now husband, then boyfriend was like super supportive. But other than that, I was kind of like on an Island trying to figure this out. So it's so nice to be able to know you have women like around the entire world, all walks of life, all different places in their journey that are there to like support you. So these challenges are really, really awesome way to like make those new like accountability partners and friends and just, just connect with people. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Okay. Can you just let everybody know where to get more from you? Like what links do they go to? Where do they find you? Yeah. So lovesweatfitness.com is like our website hub where you can kind of find everything, but on YouTube, Love Sweat Fitness. So just youtube.com slash Love Sweat Fitness and Instagram at Love Sweat Fitness. So pretty easy. Pretty easy. All right. Well, thank you again, Katie. I had so much fun chatting with you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Katie for coming on the podcast. I had such a fun time chatting with her and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Remember, you can find all of her content at lovesweatfitness.com and you can find her on Instagram at lovesweatfitness. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you let her know. I always love when you guys screenshot and post episodes to social media and tag me, tag the guests so that they know that you really enjoyed it. And you can also leave a comment on my most recent Instagram post about what you thought. You can also join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, to interact with other listeners and talk about episodes and meet like-minded people. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't already. That really, really helps me out and helps to get the word out about the show and let everyone know about it. Whenever you love an episode, tell your friend. Be like, hey, I listened to this really awesome podcast episode. You should check it out. And then we will continue to grow the fam. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Have an amazing rest of your week. And I will chat with you again next time. Bye.